0: everybody, this is Keith Loy. I'm the founding senior pastor of Celebrate Church in Sioux Falls, South Dakota and this is our podcast. I just wanna say thank you for joining us and it is my prayer that this week's message will truly encourage you. Enjoy. Well, good morning Celebrate and as Pastor Chris has already said, Happy New Year to you. We do pray that it's been a wonderful Christmas season for you and your family. I am so grateful for Pastor Keith and the team and the series that they led us through in, in Christmas, the country Christmas and then the Christmas Eve services and the Christmas Day service. I thought it was just absolutely wonderful and incredibly humbled that Pastor Keith's allowing me to open God's Word with us as we start a new year. So if you would, open up your Bibles to Second Chronicles chapter 33, 2 Chronicles chapter 33. There's no better way to start a new year than opening God's Word. And as we end the service, we're going to be taking communion And so if you didn't have a chance to grab communion as you came in, would you just raise your hand and the ushers will make sure that you have it so that you're ready when we come to the end of the service. Well, tomorrow is the day, my favorite day of the year, January 2nd. You might say, why? Why January 2nd? Most of you know that I work out almost every morning at the gym and January 2nd is the day. They all come in. Everybody who made New Year's resolutions that this is the year they're going to get in shape. It's fun. It really is. I I look forward to it all the time. They come in with new shoes and shorts and new shirt. They come in with new gym memberships and a new resolve that this year, this year, they're going to get in shape. And it's fun because they use the elliptical stuff first. And I love it when they get to the weights. You know, because they're testing themselves out for a bit. And they, oh, yeah, oh, oh, feels good, feels good. And, oh, yeah, and, coo, 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 you know, add some weight. It's what, it actually, it's very motivation to me. It really is. January 3rd, not all of them come back. And the ones that do come in with less motivation. Because on January 2nd, they were simply overweight and out of shape. On January 3rd, they're overweight, out of shape, and really sore. And on January, January 4th, only a few show up. And by the end of January, it's the same group that was there in 2022. Why is that? How is it that a gym that holds about 50 people can sell 1,000 memberships? How is that the case? Well, they know the stat. Stats are right now in this country, 67% of all fitness memberships, gym memberships, never get used one time. And many of them, if they do use it, only use it a few times beyond that. Why? Because they either find two reasons they lack motivation or they didn't see the results that they wanted. What I see in gym memberships is what I see in life. We start a new year and I see people make New Year's resolutions of maybe it is getting in shape or maybe improving their marriage or, or saving money or getting closer to God. That percentage of people that set goals is very high, yet the, the percentage of people that accomplish those goals are very, very low. Why 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 don't new year's resolutions work? Because they're just intentions. That's all they are. Let's say that I intended to go to Rapid City, to the Black Hills. Love that area of the state. Absolutely love the Black Hills area, and I'm intending to go there and I'm on the road and I'm making great time on Interstate 29 North. <laughs> what are the chances of me getting to Rapid City? zero. Why? Because it's a principle we're going to talk about this morning. It actually came from a book of Andy Stanley, who's a pastor. And here's what it says: Direction, not intention, determines destination. Direction, not intention, determines destination. Say it with me. Direction, not intention, determines the destination. One more time. Direction, not intention, Determines destination See people intend for their marriage To succeed And yet they don't pray together They don't have daytimes together People intend to lose 30 pounds But they keep eating double cheeseburgers People intend to save more money But they keep driving through six bucks I mean Starbucks People intend to get closer to God But they don't read the Bible People intend for God to bless them, but they don't tithe. People intend for 2023 to be a better year. Yet the reality is for almost everybody, it'll just be a repeat year. That's how most people live life. They live a year, repeat it 70 times, and call it a life. Friends, that's not how God made you and I. God created you and I for more, for increase, for multiplication, God wants for you and I in 2023 to experience more of him, more of his power, more of his presence in your life. How many of you want more of God in your life this next year? Intention won't do it, though. Direction, not intention, determines destination. So how do we move forward in 2023 so it's not just a repeat year? We're going to look at a story out of 2 Chronicles 33. I absolutely love this story. Every person in life is either an example on how to live your life or a warning on how not to live your life, and some people are both. This king, Manasseh, is both. I'm going to read out the New Living Translation. It starts in verse 1. Manasseh was 12 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 55 years He did what was evil in the Lord's sight following the detestable practices of the pagan nations that the Lord had driven from the land ahead of the Israelites. He rebuilt the pagan shrines his father, Hezekiah, had broken down. He constructed altars for the images of Baal and set up Asherah poles. He also bowed down before all the powers of the heavens and worshiped them. He built pagan altars in the temple of the Lord, the place where the Lord said, My name will remain in Jerusalem forever. He built these altars for all the powers of the heavens in both the courtyards of the Lord's temple. Manasseh also sacrificed his own sons in the fire in the valley of Ben-Hinnom. He practiced sorcery, divination, witchcraft. He consulted with mediums and psychics. He did much that was evil in the Lord's sight, arousing his anger. Manasseh even took a carved idol he had made and set it up in God's temple. The very place that God had told David and his son Solomon, my name will be honored forever in this temple and in Jerusalem, the city I have chosen from among all the tribes of Israel. If the Israelites will be careful to obey all my commands, all the laws, decrees, and regulations given through Moses, I will not send them into exile from this land that I set aside for your ancestors. But Manasseh led the people of Judah and Jerusalem to do even more evil than the pagan nations that the Lord had destroyed when the people of Israel entered the land. The Lord spoke to Manasseh and his people, but they ignored all of his warnings. So the Lord set the commanders of the Assyrian armies, and they put Manasseh prisoner. They took Manasseh prisoner. They put a ring through his nose, bound him in bronze chains, and led him to Babylon. Wow. I love this story because... If I can say this, it doesn't get worse than that. I mean, sorcery, witchcraft, desecrating God's temple by putting an idol in there, killing your own children to sacrifice them to a foreign god, and then you end up captured, bound by a ring on your nose and brought to an exile country. I mean, I think it's safe to say it's over. I mean, it doesn't get worse. He is lost. There's no hope. Maybe for some of you, you enter 2023 with that same thought about an area of your life, the marriage. It's over. It's too far gone. We can't bring it back. Our finances, no hope. My addiction, whatever the case may be, it's over. There there is no hope. It is hopeless. Manasseh is going to show us in a second, there's always hope more. In fact, repeat this after me if you would. It's never too late. To start moving in a new direction. It's never too late to start moving in a new direction. Some years back, my wife and I, Cindy and I, went to St. Louis for a conference. When we got there, we were downtown at a hotel there. When we got there, we found out that we had the honor of hosting one of the key speakers for the weekend. So that meant we had to go pick him up from the St. Louis airport, which is outside of town a little ways, and then bring him back. And I was just thrilled because I had read this guy's books. I had listened to him before. And I was just super excited just to be able to have a little bit of time. I mean, just to be around. That'd be just fabulous. So we went to the airport and, and picked him up. And I'm nervous because a different airport, someone, you know, not been around as much. And we had to get him to the hotel quickly because he was going to speak pretty soon after he got back to the hotel. So great, no problem. Get him in the car and we are making time. We are making time. And man, I'm talking away. It's hard to believe, but I'm talking away. And man, I'm excited that. And about 20 minutes into it, he says, Reed, he says, uh, I'm really enjoying this conversation, but I think we're going the wrong way. And I look up, I see a sign that says Kansas City. It's never too late to start moving in a new direction. <laughs> and we just barely made it. How about you? As you look back on this past year, maybe goals or dreams that you put in your heart that did not happen. Man, you just feel like you've lost your energy. Maybe illness has taken that. Your finances have dried up. The career that, that you sought isn't happening. And you're frustrated. Maybe it's the pain, it's the people, it's the problems. And, and what happens, we many times start blaming. I, I can't tell you how many people I talk to that they, they intended to be there and they find themselves there. How? How's that happen? Well, direction, not intention, determines what? Destination. See, I even find that sometimes in those cases, People get frustrated and even get mad at God. Here's what it says in Proverbs 19. People ruin their lives by their own foolishness and then are angry at the Lord. See, every step you and I take isn't just a step. It's a direction. So every step you and I take in 2023 will lead us in a direction. Here's the question. The steps you took this past year, is it leading in the direction that you want, that God wants in your life. Here's what Proverbs 23 says, oh, listen, dear child, become wise, point your life in the right direction. So today, we want to look at Manasseh and study and say, what are principles we can learn? There's three principles we're going to learn that no matter where you're at in life, 2023 can be a year of more. How many of you want 23 to be a year of more? Let me see your hand. Okay, then this is for you. Let's look at it in verse 12, is the first key principle. But while in deep distress, Manasseh sought the Lord his God and sincerely humbled himself before the God of his ancestors. He sought the Lord his God and sincerely humbled himself before the God of his ancestors. The first key is this. Devotion. Determines decisions. Your devotion will determine your decisions. Your devotion will determine your decision. Let's use the word my and let's say it together. My devotion will determine my decisions in every way, shape, or form. See, the question is, what has your heart? Whatever has your heart has you. Here's how it says in Proverbs 4, above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Were you, did any of you see any commercials at all, at all in the Christmas season, advertising, potentially something that you might consider buying? It was full with it, wasn't it? And what do they want? They want your devotion. Because they know this, if they have your devotion, they have everything else about you. The world constantly entices us. Please, you need me. Please, take me, that kind of thing. Because they know this if they have this, they'll have this. Pastor Key says it all the time. If you've got a new iPhone, you go, I love my new iPhone. I love my. If that's what you said, that's exactly what they want. Because guess what? The next phone you'll get is an iPhone. See, somewhere along the line, if we're moving in a direction that is not leading us where we want to be, we have to stop and say, okay, is this path taking me there? And maybe even a better question is, what's in my heart that I'm on this path in the first place? Why am I in this relationship? Why am I doing the things I am doing? What's really going on? Psalm 25 says it this way. God is fair and just. He corrects the misdirected, sends them in the right direction. Manasseh was in a bad spot. Oh, I mean, I don't know how else worse it could probably get. But he first thing he did is he changed his devotion. The Bible says he sincerely, do you remember the word? Humbled himself before God. See, starting a new year, first place to start is not with motivation. No, we we love motivation. No, don't start with motivation. Start with devotion. Humbling yourself before God. Now, that's contrary to what the world's going to tell you to do. Because the world says, man, you want people to like you, to friend you, to notice you. Man, you want to you wanna be the man, be the woman. You want to, it's motivation. If it's up to be, it's up to me. And things like that. We want to be the goat, the greatest of all time. Is that what Jesus said. Here's what Jesus said in Matthew 23. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled. And those who humble themselves will be? Exalted James 4 says it a different way humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up The start of everything is to humble yourself Before God that's the start of everything now if you're meeting Jesus for the first time you've never met Jesus what does humbling you that mean? What does that mean? What does that look like? It means this when I met Jesus everything now is his I own nothing When I gave my life to Jesus, when he came into my life, everything now is his. Nothing is mine. Cindy is not my wife. Cindy is God's daughter that he's given me the incredible joy of walking side by side in this life. Children, not mine. They're his kids. I'm just caring for them. Car, house, his. Finances, his. 2023, whose is it? It's his. It's all God's. Humbling ourselves before God says everything is his. See, choosing the right path, I mentioned, does not start with motivation. It starts with submission. God is not looking for people who have talent. He is not looking for people who have ability, who are the best in everything. God is looking for people who will humbly surrender to themselves before him. It's the first step of everything. It means I take my pride and I put it aside. In fact, I won't have you turn to it, but actually the next chapter tells of another king, Josiah, who reacted in a similar way when he, something came to him. He, and this is what the Bible says about Josiah. You were sorry, and you humbled yourself before God when you heard his words against his city and its people. You humbled yourself and tore your clothing in despair and wept before me in repentance. And I indeed have heard you, says the Lord. If, if, you, if you rent an apartment... rent a house, you have someone that you give money to every month. It's called a land lord. Think about that. A land lord. The land lord owns the property. You don't own the property. It's the land lord's property. You're just renting it from the land lord. When I humble myself before God, I acknowledge, God, it's all yours. I'm only renting it. This body. I'm just renting it. It's hard to believe I'm gonna have a better body in heaven. It's hard to believe, I know. (laughs) But I will. That'll be my permanent body. This one, I'm just renting right now. But I'm gonna care for it because it's not mine. Whose is it? It's God's. See, it's all his. He is the landlord. The example actually came from Jesus. Here's what it says about Jesus. Paul said in Philippians 2, have this attitude in yourself which was also in Christ Jesus, though he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of men, being found in appearance as a man, he what? Humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. So we just came out of Christmas, and I think a lot of times people think this, that Jesus came and was born to come into our world. That's what happened, can I tell you? Uh Uh-uh, that's not why Jesus came. Jesus did not come into our world, he came so that we could come into his world. Does that make sense? He didn't come to enter my pain, he came so that I could take my pain and bring it into his presence. He didn't come to enter my sin, he came that I could take my sin and enter in his salvation. See, everything is his and it starts that way. I have to humble myself before him. If, if there's a building that's condemned, you see a sign on it, condemned. What do you do with that building? Do you fix it up? No, if it's condemned, it's condemned. You have an option if it's condemned, you build a what? A new building. You tear it down and build a new building. Make sense? I am Condemned. How many of you in the year 2022 sinned one time? One time. Let me see your hand. Okay, now if you didn't raise your hand, you just sinned by line. Okay, so. So, are we all sinners? We're all condemned. The wages of sin is? We're condemned. God did not send Jesus to fix us up. I can't fix myself up. I'm condemned. But what God does through a relationship with Jesus Christ is he creates in me a new creation. A new creation in Christ. I can't fix it up. There's no way. But I have to humble myself first. Everything starts, a new year starts with us sincerely humbling ourselves before God. So here's a question. Who or what has had your heart this past year? Was it truly only God, or was it others as well? The first step to a new year, a year more, is devotion, because devotion determines what? Your decisions, absolutely. Here's the second key then. Let's look in verse 13. And when he prayed, the Lord listened to him and was moved by his request. So the Lord brought Manasseh back to Jerusalem and to his kingdom. Then Manasseh finally realized that the Lord alone is God. He realized that the Lord alone is God, which leads to the second key. If devotion determines your decisions, then your decisions will determine your direction. Your decisions determine your directions. Let's put a mind in front of it and say it with me. My Decisions determine my direction. Manasseh changed his devotion, which then changed his decision. Here's what Proverbs 11 says. Without good direction, people lose their way. See, we, we, we want our family to be a unit, to experience life together, and yet I make decisions that I, I'm a workaholic. I, we, we want our marriage to be intimate And yet, you make a decision to watch porn. You you, you want your children to follow God and to worship him, but then you make decisions that your children are involved in every kind of sports event that always takes them out of church. See, I I, I want to be closer to God, but yet I make decisions that I don't read his word. See, direction, not intention, determines destination. Destination. Every decision, no matter how small, no matter how small the decision, leads somewhere. How many of you ever heard the phrase G-I-G-O? Ever heard G-I-G-O? Good in, garbage in? So let's say that this year for, for health, we're going to make just some small decisions on how we eat. So for breakfast, three donuts with a large Mountain Dew. Okay? For lunch, double cheeseburger, extra fries, but we have some standards, Diet Coke. Okay, large snicker bar for lunch, then for supper, pizza, and at night before we go to bed, milkshake. Small decisions. Question If that was your diet every day, those small decisions, how long would it take for others to notice the direction your body is going in? Can I, can you just, we, it, it's gonna see it because people notice. See, every decision will become evident. At some point and at some time. Here's what Ecclesiastes 10 says. I think this is a great verse. Fools on the road have no sense of direction. The way they walk tells the story. Bam. That's a great verse. See, I don't know if you caught Manasseh's decision. His devotion, he sincerely humbled himself. What was the decision? That the Lord alone was God. Say the word alone. The word alone's key. See, because in Old Testament times, there were all kinds of gods. Every family had lined up idols, and there was always room for one more, one more. Man, so you could have, in those days, you could have many, many gods that you, you followed and you worshiped. <laughs> times haven't changed. We call our gods different names, but there's a lot of gods out there, a lot of idols out there. We have a TV show, American Idol, but money, possessions, Sex, entertainment, appearance, status, jobs, identity, they're all idols to us. See, if if we're fully devoted, devoted to Jesus, then every decision we make has to be based on this one question, does this help me be Jesus? this, This step I'm doing, does this help me If my heart's devoted, I'm sincerely humbled before God, I'm devoted to God, does this decision help me to be Jesus? Proverbs 14.8 says this, the prudent, always look ahead to see what is coming. And as you and I come to 2023, maybe a question we have to ask ourselves is, okay, is every relationship leading me in the destination of being like Jesus? And to be honest, maybe for some, it's no. And that's something that we have to eliminate. Maybe it's relationships that they are tearing you down. They're taking you away from living a godly life. There are people I call them lobsters that are always pulling, always grabbing, always pulling at you. Or they're in a form of a cancer. They're destroying who you are on the inside and in your identity. See, every decision is based on am I devoted to Christ? Now every decision is, will this help me be like Jesus? What can that look like in some areas of your life? Let me give you some thoughts. Because small decisions really can lead you in a whole nother direction in your life. Let's take the area of spiritual. I like to look at it a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly. What are some small things that you can do that will move you in a whole nother direction? Let me give you a couple thoughts that I would suggest. Daily, I encourage you, read the Bible and pray. Every day, every day, every day, make it a point some point in your day, I encourage maybe at the beginning, but at some point in your day, say, hey, I'm going to take time. I'm going to read God's word today. Let God's word talk to you. Weekly, what do you think I'm going to say for weekly? Worship. Absolutely. Come together in worship. Have a Sabbath day, but worship with other people together. Monthly? Tithe. Tithe. The greatest thing you can do for your marriage is tithe. The greatest thing you can do to be a dad is tithe. The greatest thing you can do when you walk with that is tithe. Why? Now you're not Lord anymore. Because if not, I'm still Lord. He's not. Every year, can I encourage you what you do? Is, man, take the classes. Take the classes. Pastor Keith's going to start a new class here in a couple weeks. You have the information on your, on your chairs. Fabulous. I've taken this twice this class. It is so good, the letters of Paul. New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John tell about Jesus. Acts tells about the acts of the early apostles, the people who met Jesus. The rest of the New Testament talks about how to be Jesus, and Paul's letters are profound in that way. If you say, man, I really want to understand what it means in 2023 to be Jesus, take the class. Take the class. It'll mean so much for you. But let's look at the area of marriage. What can we do in our marriage? Daily. Tell each other that you love each other and pray every day. Weekly, have a date time. Monthly, read a marriage book together. It's key. Learn how to be a husband. Learn how to be a wife. Yearly, get away. Get away, the two of you together. We have some date nights coming up that are some parts so that you can do that and be a part of that as well. Those are things you can do. Help in the area of finances. Daily, don't spend on impulse. No matter how much you can save. No matter how good the deal is. Don't spend on impulse. Instead, every week, walk through your budget together. Are we online? Monthly, I'm going to come back to it. Tithe. It's the greatest thing you can do for your finances is to tithe. And then every year, take Financial Peace University. Those are small decisions Based on a devotion of wanting to be like Jesus, that will lead 2023 to be a crazy different year of more for you. God wants it for you. It's there. Devotion determines your decisions. Decisions determine your direction. Here's the last one. Let's look in verse 14. After this, Manasseh rebuilt the outer wall of the city of David, from the west of the Gihon Spring to the Kidron Valley to the Fish Gate and continuing around the hill of Ophel. He built the wall very high. He stationed his military officers in all the fortified towns of Judah. Manasseh also removed the foreign gods and the idol from the Lord's temple. He tore down all the altars he had built on the hill where the temple stood and all the altars that were in Jerusalem, and he dumped them outside the city. Then he restored the altar of the Lord and sacrificed peace offerings and thanksgiving offerings on it. He also encouraged the people of Judah to worship the Lord, the God of Israel. Here's the last part. First key, your devotion determines your decisions, your decisions determine your direction, and now your direction determines what? Your destination. One of the things I love about Manasseh, once he changed his devotion, once he started changing his decisions, he changed them quickly. Man, he did not waste time at all. We understand that sometimes direction-wise when we're, when we're driving a car, I wish we understood it more about life. Man, I, I talk to people and whew, some of them are just so upside down in their life, in so many areas, and they always ask, how did I get here? One step at a time. How do I get to a new spot? What's the answer? One step at a time. Jeremiah 4, 8, great verse says this, why do these people go backwards and just keep on going backwards? They stubbornly hold on to their illusions and they refuse to change direction. See, you'll always end up exactly where the path takes you. Always. Once Manasseh met Jesus, he started being Jesus immediately. Tearing outside all the idols, everything, encouraging the people of Judah and changed his entire direction and destination of his life. See, to know and not to do is not to know. To know and not to do is not to know. To know and not to do is not to know to know and not to do is not to know. So we can say we, 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 we know Jesus, we know Jesus. But we're too busy to serve. We're too busy to serve. To know and not to do, is not to know. You don't know Jesus. Because Jesus served. That's, that's what he said. Well I, I, I know Jesus but but I don't tithe. To know and not to do is not to know. I love you. You don't tithe, you don't know Jesus because it's about land, it's about lordship in life. To know and not to do is not to know. If I say I I love Jesus and I know Jesus, but I don't spend any time with him in his word each day, I I, I don't know Jesus because to know and not to do is not to know. See, if my heart is devoted, I've humbly, sincerely humbly myself, and I've changed my devotion, now my decisions are based on that, and my direction will show that. It'll actually show that in every way, shape, and form. See, the longer we take to make a decision to change, the further we get away from where God has us. I, I know someone whose grandmother was 70 years old, and she started walking five miles a day. She ate for her. She's 97 today, and they have no idea where she is. (laughs) Every step takes a direction somewhere. Nobody intends to go to hell. Nobody intends to go to hell. Nobody intends to have their marriage fail. Nobody intends to go bankrupt. How do they get there? Their devotion determined their decisions, their decisions determined their direction, and the direction determined their destination. See, it doesn't matter where you and I are at today. Look where Manasseh was at. I don't know if it gets worse than that. Wherever you're at right now, it doesn't matter. God has a year ahead for you of more. He wants a year for you of more. Wherever your marriage is at, I can, tell, I can tell you from personal experience, it can be unbelievable. Wherever your finances are at, I can tell you, it can be unbelievable. Wherever your it can be. it can be. But it's going to start with your devotion. That's where it starts. Remember that the decisions that you make and the direction you make doesn't affect just you. Manasseh's decision, his directions, affected the entire nation negatively and positively. Every decision you and I make will affect your and my grandchildren, negatively or positively, because it leads in a destination. It's where it goes. So do you want 2023 to be a year of more? How many of you want it? Then we start with devotion. Not motivation, devotion. Learn from Manasseh. Great story. Learn from it. God wants it for you. I don't think there's any better way to illustrate that than by taking communion together. Because Jesus gave us the example of humbling himself, giving up his rights and saying, God, it's all yours. All I will do is what you tell me to do. And his devotion to his Father caused him to make the decisions that, obviously, many people would not have made to go to the cross, which led to a direction which changed the destination of my life forever and all of ours. So as we come to 2023, let's start with devotion to God. For I pass on to you that what I received from the Lord himself on the night when he was betrayed... The Lord Jesus took some bread. He gave thanks to it. Then he broke it into pieces and said, This is my body which is given for you. Do this to remember me. Go ahead and take the bread. In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant between God and his people. An agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this to remember me as often as you drink it, for every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you're announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. Go ahead and drink. Heavenly Father, thank you for the gift of a new day, a new week, a new year. God, we do not want 2023 just to be a repeat. It's not how you created us. You created us for more. And God, we acknowledge that maybe some of the decisions that we've made over this past year have not led us in the path of being you. The direction that we've been headed, maybe in areas of our life, are not a direction that would honor you. So God, it all starts by sincerely humbling ourselves before you right now and saying, I'm all yours. It's all yours. Go ahead right now and just say that to God in your own way. God, as we give you our devotion then, Lord, each day our decision is to be more like you in our marriage, in our walk with you, in our finance, in every area of our life. Dear God, then we trust you because your word's true. Our devotion will determine our decisions. Our decisions will determine our direction. Our direction will determine our destination. So Father God, we don't come with intention today because it's direction, not intention, that determines destination. We come with our heart, sincerely bowed before you. We love you. We adore you we thank you. And all God's people said, amen. Well, thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past messages. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. It helps so much. You know, you can click the share button, take a screenshot and share it on your social stories and tag us at Celebrate Church. For more content from Celebrate and to connect with us, go to celebrate.church. We love you and we believe in you. God bless.